Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the webinar, webinar series that we host every first and third Thursday of the month. And today we have Mike Simon and Christina Folsom, and they're going to talk about the work that they do and the partnership that they have developed. And I am going to turn it over to Christina, and uh, we'll let each of them provide their own introductions as they move along the time together. We will take questions towards the end, so begin typing those in the chat as you want, and uh, and we will gather those up and and do a little Q&A at the end. So welcome, Christina. It's all yours. Good morning, everyone. Um, yes, I'm sure that the weather is very different depending on what part of, of the U.S. may be calling from, and, and perhaps some are even calling from outside of the U.S. So welcome. We're really excited to be sharing this information. I've been working with Simon Solutions for years now, but this endeavor that we will share today has been in place for about a year and a half, and it's been uh, far greater than, than either one of us had expected that it might become. So um, I'm Christina Folsom. I am the executive director of the East Texas Human Needs Network. My title up until this time had actually been uh, the network weaver the network weaver of the organization, which is probably far more appropriate, but people don't quite understand. Um, but I'll, I'll give uh, Mike uh, a moment to introduce himself to the group as well. Yeah, well, good morning. Thank you, Christina. We're very excited to be with you today. Um, I am with Simon Solutions. Uh, uh, I, I, I've switched from titles from time to time to figure out which one fits me best, but <laughs> I, I like the one now that I think I use it best describes what we're now uh, moving into, and that is becoming a community impact specialist. So uh, this is uh, this all kind of new territory for us, but it's uh, something that we've been learning about for the last 12 years. We're pretty excited about the future. Mike, take it away. Do you see this is this the next few slides will be your slides? Okay. Well, uh, we got started many years ago in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, and I know that many of you probably remember this. I don't know if those on the call were affected directly by it, but here in Alabama, where I'm from, uh, when Hurricane Katrina hit the Gulf Coast in August of 2005, it was a wake-up call for our whole state. And, uh, and I live in the northwest corner of Alabama, and so we had hundreds of families that migrated up to our part of the, of the state, and and everybody did their best uh, to try to help in, in many different ways, you know, the Salvation Army, the United Way. Uh, many organizations came to the rescue of Hurricane Katrina. But, you know, one, one thing popped up that it, it just kind of has plagued our community for so many years, and that is the right hand simply did not know what the left hand was doing. And so because of this, uh, the leader of the United Way at that time of Northwest Alabama came to us and said, is there any way, knowing that you're a technology company, can you provide us with a web-based technology solution that will help increase the communication and cooperation in our community? And of course, we had no, <laughs> no idea about this. We were working in other directions, but we took a moment, we went, went outside on our, at our office and we all just talked about it because we were going in a completely different direction. 
But it intrigued us, and we thought maybe we need to stop and do this for our community. It's important uh, to to the needs that are that, that that the United Way director mentioned, and she and she really really encouraged us to think about it, and we did, and we decided to do it. So we basically did. We sat down with her and and her uh, agencies that are partnering with her, and uh, we talked about what what are some things that you really need, and what would you know be better for you as far as a community concern. And so we we did build it. But I want to share with you now on the next slide what this group of Northwest Alabama uh, community and faith-based leaders, uh, what they came to the conclusion. And what they, what they learned and when they came together in collaboration was that, uh, and they agreed upon this, that, you know, they didn't really know if the right resources got into the right hands at the right time. And they all agreed that they need to improve the way that they interacted with each other so that they could reduce duplication and at the same time allocate their limited resources where they were most needed. And they did something that was quite unique. They decided to work together as a community. Now, you know, realizing that many helping agencies will work alone and, you know, maybe in an isolated format and, and they've got a lot of things they're trying to do and trying to make a difference with the resources and the staff they had, but they changed their conversation, a one to a community conversation. And they realized that, you know, would it be possible if we really work together as a community that we could actually do more than just help people get by? Maybe we could develop solutions that would help people get ahead to a better quality of life and brighter future. And so this is what we built. And we, in sitting down with them, we co-created a web-based solution that was easy to use, uh, a low-cost solution, and really one that everybody in the community really liked. And uh, we were thrilled about it. We were glad that, you know, we could provide our community with a solution that, you know, it would make a difference. And so we did this. And then we, you know, of course, as I say, as a technology company, we're moving in another direction. Well, we got a phone call about two or three months after uh, the Sean Tracker, as it's called today, was launched in 2006. And the United Way, a director called us and says, you know, something very interesting is happening. She said, uh, you know, other people in Alabama, other organizations, they want this model for networking. And we said, well, we never thought about that. We only thought this was going to be a local solution. And she said, well, no, I, she says other, other communities want this and other helping agencies, they want this to improve their communication. So we said, well, okay, then, well, let's, let's start talking to them. Well, the Sean Tracker, you know, today has got 72 agencies that are connected. It's it's uh, actually the Homeless Care Council in our area now. Uh, there's about 252 caregivers, and they've served over 50,000 people with 274 acts of kindness and care. And what's very interesting is they're keeping track of $3.5 million that's actually come out of the agencies directly uh, to help people who are in need. Now, Here's, here is uh, the exciting aspect about this, is what was only meant to be a local solution gained speed and now has turned to a nationally acclaimed networking model. We're, 
And this is what, excite, what excites us is today uh, thousands of helping agencies all across the country use our tool uh, to build a very, very stronger safety net uh, in their communities. And over the years, we've learned that from these communities uh, a lot about what it will, what's needed to get from the get by to the getting ahead uh, format for helping people who are in need. And now we're in over, today, over 1,450 cities across the nation. And, you know, we were growing at a rate of, at about, I'd say, about 100 cities per year. But now we've ramped up and uh, we, we just put 50 more cities uh, on, our, on our radar just in the last six weeks. So something is happening across America. And maybe it's because that, you know, really people think that now is the time for, you know, for helping agencies uh, and all kinds. And helping agency could be a, a church or nonprofit or it could be a food bank, a food pantry. And now we have hospitals that are connecting and also government as well. So it just looks like that. Uh, now is the time for us to try to figure out how to work together for common good and greater impact. And in doing so, uh, perhaps we can figure out a way how we can collectively put together our strengths and then apply them in greater force uh, to helping uh, transform lives and communities. So. Here's kind of the bottom line uh, for what we're discovering in regard to our solutions. Our solutions uh, have, are proving to be the better way to find and coordinate community resources. And, you know, this is a, this is a part of, of a helping agency who, uh, we're, let's talk about one helping agency. And, you know, we'll use, for example, let's take a church secretary who has someone who just walks in the door and says, you know, we need help. And, of course, the church secretary is sitting there and go, I, you know, what do I do? And so we, now we can, we can uh, actually position that church secretary where she doesn't have to say, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Now, but here's the beauty part. Here's the beautiful part about that. What she can say is, look, look, I may not have exactly what you need, but I can just give me a moment. Let me turn to my computer and I can tap into a community wide resource network and I can refer you to someone that can meet your needs. And so here's the beautiful part of this better way to find and coordinate resources is that, you know, everyone can play their part, you know, in helping meet people's needs. And at the same time, they can refer people to others who can help in more of a comprehensive way. So this is really great. And, and speaking of the comprehensive way, one of the things that we've done, in, you know, in the last couple of years is we've worked with the Bridges Out of Poverty or AHA process. And we've incorporated the Getting Ahead workshops inside of our technology solution. And that's really a wonderful thing. So not only can an individual agency work in personal care, but then they can work with other agencies in the community to present a more comprehensive or holistic approach to care. Now, here's the value and benefits of that. Not only do the people, but also the helping agencies that serve them gain greater access 
to knowledge and resources that can support a healthier, more productive and meaningful life. I wanna share just one more thing with you and before I give it back to Christina. You know, we understand that communities face constantly changing and complex challenges. And so, and these challenges are poverty, hunger, health disparities, and more. And providing a comprehensive and lasting solutions for these challenges is oftentimes beyond the scope of most helping agencies, whether they be charitable or human services organizations with limited staff and resources. Also, most agencies in our communities are disconnected and they do not talk with each other. And what this does is it fosters a fragmented care system, needless duplication of efforts and isolated minimal impact. Unfortunately, gaps in communication and cooperation among our helping agencies punch wide gaping holes in our social safety nets. Some would call this our service delivery systems. This causes many individuals and families to fall through the cracks and not find the vital information and available resources that can actually transform their lives. So going back to what I originally said, we believe that now is the time for neighbors, churches, charities, businesses, elected officials, and others to come together to increase communication, cooperation, and resourcefulness in their communities. And in doing so, we need to learn how to combine our unique strengths and then collectively tackle tough community challenges with greater force and success. So working together, we will be better able to understand people's needs and discover more efficient and effective ways to successfully meet those needs. And then through multi-sector collaboration, we will co-create comprehensive solutions that help people live healthier, more productive and meaningful lives. Now, I've said all this, and these are the things that we're learning across the country, but I'm excited to turn this back over to Christina will give you a real world example of how this is actually happening today. Christina? Thank you, Mike. That was a, that was a great uh, recapping of how it is that we need to work together in order to change people's lives. Um, our organization, the East Texas Human Needs Network, started six years ago, and it was really a, a, an understanding and a realization uh, or at least an acceptance by all social services providers that alone we simply could not make lasting, significant system changes uh, that would improve the lives of the people that we cared about and the people that we served. And so we invited uh, all of those social services providers, some were congregations, some government, most nonprofits, to come together to the East Texas Human Needs Network and to find a better way to help to help our neighbors. Um, so the, the goal for our organization, our mission statement is diverse organizations and individuals. We have many community members that are not actually associated with nonprofits, but simply individuals who truly care. So diverse organizations that are across sectors, working together for strengthened programs, 
You know, most communities have amazing programs, but they don't always have the capacity to serve as many people as they need, or they're not as strong as they could be because they're not connected. So we're working towards connection. Connection truly is about building relationships. And in a moment, I'll talk about relationships with service providers and relationships with those that we serve. But also, it was critical that we have an improved awareness of the services that meet those very essential human needs. So that became our mission statement. Uh, we focus on three different things. We started out with collective action, which I'll define in a moment. Uh, we decided that we couldn't have collective action without understanding poverty, uh, which is how we became so connected with and um, and we, we utilize understanding poverty bridges out of poverty specifically, bridges to health and healthcare uh, and getting ahead in our community. And then we developed the 903help.org uh, online social services directory, uh, which I will uh, define a little further, but which is the connection that we have with Simon Solutions. Um, so based on our collective research, uh, we're able to coordinate plans. We uh, decided that instead of going to the directors of social services organizations to find out what the greatest needs were in the community, uh, that we would instead go to the poverty experts, which were the individuals living in poverty. So if you have 10 people in the room and you ask each of those persons, what is the top need in the community? Uh, it, it's probably very likely that you're going to get eight or 10 different uh, top needs in the community. Um, so instead, we go to the expert. We develop a very comprehensive community needs assessment. It's one that we repeat every three years. Uh, we did one county the first time, three counties the second time. And we're getting ready to do it again this summer. And we have six counties involved. Uh, it is a way of engaging all of our nonprofit partners and train them and have them make a commitment to interview uh, using our tools and, uh, and then taking that information, taking the voice of the individuals that we interviewed and bringing it back to the table. And based on what they tell us are their greatest needs, we work in councils to address those top needs. Uh, so collective action is about doing the research. It's about coming together, developing councils, and focusing all of our efforts on what the greatest needs are based on what those in poverty told us are the greatest needs. This is an exciting uh, way of working. Uh, we love it. And we continue to get more and more people engaged and involved. So it seems to be working. It's pretty exciting. Um, the other thing that we do, the second thing that we do is understanding poverty. Uh, much of what we do is, is based on AHA process, understanding poverty, bridges out of poverty, bridges to health and healthcare, getting ahead. Uh, we're very fortunate to have finally re reached um, perhaps a tipping point um, in, in this community. We are we are working with so many organizations. Just last week, we met with our regional uh, health district, the Northeast Texas Public Health District, and they have um, 20 WIC clinics, and they have immunization clinics, and they have uh, centers for healthy living. And we're going to embark on providing training to them for bridges to health and healthcare. Um, over 150 employees will go through training. I, I just can't imagine how how things will change for this community and for those that are being served. Um, I can't wait to see it next year. 
So we're, uh, we, we love it. We don't think we can move forward without it. There are many organizations that are serving the impoverished and the vulnerable who don't understand poverty and uh, could have uh, greater relationships and greater outcomes if they, if they invested in learning more and understanding more about poverty. Um, so it's, it's something we feel we, we couldn't do collective action without understanding poverty. Um, and the third thing that we do, which I'll talk more in detail about, is we develop this 903help.org. 903 happens to be the area code for this area of East Texas. So 903help.org is the online social services directory. Um, right now we have over 92 partners uh, engaged and um, anyone who has access to the Internet um, has access to this directory. Um, so it's online, it's free, and it's confidential. Uh, I think it's important those of us who have worked in this sector for a long time recognize that uh, sometimes people don't want others to know what's happening. And they themselves are not quite ready to step into an organization to ask for help um, because they don't know what to expect, because they're fearful that people will say no, um, because they know they'll fall apart the first time they have to share their story. So they have an opportunity to go online and to do a tremendous search for what resources are available before ever stepping foot into an organization or making a phone call. Um, we, uh, we work with them knowing that they don't know about the services available and sometimes they're afraid to ask for help. So this is something that helps community members tremendously. This tool provides a very easy search. It includes a self-assessment and then it includes recommendations for organizations that can help them based on that self-assessment. Um, those of us in social services probably recognize the image in this in this slide, right? You're surrounded by sticky notes and folders and brochures and Excel spreadsheets of the organizations in the community and what they offer. Um, but we don't always know um, where to refer a client that has needs beyond what we can offer. So they spend a great deal of time searching for resources or, sadly, they serve them with whatever service they have available and they send them on their way, having lost this amazing opportunity to, to share information with someone that could really help move them move them out of poverty, transition out, gain stability. So social services providers using this system also have the easy search. They can also use that very same uh, client assessment that, uh, that people can use as a self-assessment. They can make recommendations and referrals. And that assessment can also be used over the course of time, so every three months, for example, to, to measure progress, to see how that individual or that family is doing. Um, when we first started talking about developing an online social services directory, um, we searched online for, for different resources. And I had worked in an organization prior to the East Texas Human Needs Network um, called PATH, People Attempting to Help, uh, serving Smith County in Texas. And we had adopted Charity Tracker as a way of doing case management and in um, managing uh, the services that we provided and all of that amazing data that we needed. And so I actually called uh, Isaac Simon and I said, Isaac, within Charity Tracker, there's an amazing directory of services. Can we take that directory and make it available to the public? Can we make it public facing directory, not just for those who have Charity Tracker 
uh, and who utilize it for case management. And he said, you know, we, we just did that for another community. And so it was uh, it was a wonderful experience working with Isaac and all of the people at at Simon Solutions uh, because they are amazing listeners. They are the experts in the technology. Um, I was able to uh, to explain what we needed. We worked on it together until we got the tool that we that we felt um, was benef- was of most benefit to the people that we serve. Um, that was first and foremost in our mind is how do we make it easy for those that we serve to utilize it? And then secondly, how do we make it a tool that our providers can use also to improve the lives of others? Um, so I'm going to show you the tool in just a moment, but um, we felt that instead of having most social services directories are actually populated by the institution that owns that directory. And as a result, the information within the directory is not always accurate. It is not always timely. Um, Often those directories are updated, if you're lucky, once a year. And uh, all all of us who are in this uh, field of work probably can think of of an instance. Um, Mom receives an eviction notice and she doesn't know where to turn. So she goes online and she finds a directory and she finds that this organization on Wednesday morning uh, has an open door. You can come in and talk to them about your needs and they offer um, homelessness prevention funds. They have rent assistance. So she takes the day off work. She finds somebody to take care of the kiddos after school. Uh, She gets somebody to give her a ride to go to that agency on Wednesday morning. Uh, All of this, of course, for somebody with limited funds means she's costing her more and she's making less money. And she walks in the door on Wednesday morning to apply for rent assistance only to find that that program no longer exists or that they no longer have funds, that they closed it three months ago. Um, what a terrible thing to to do to someone um, who desperately needs help. So we decided this directory that we would build would actually be populated by the partners. Uh, all of those organizations that provide services uh, enter their own information and keep it up to date. It's not something that that we do. We facilitate in different ways. But so we recruit partners, the agencies. We put together a simple partner agreement, we do all of the training for them to enter that information, and then they enter, they enter the data. We develop an inclusion and exclusion policy just to ensure that the organizations that would be listed in the directory were in fact those that were providing true assistance. Um, We know that there is exploitation that is uh, affecting people's lives. So we're very cautious about who is allowed to come into the system, but once they're in the system, um, they have access to to share all of their information and update it as needed. Um, for inclusion, we have nonprofit health and human services, religious organizations and civic groups, uh, municipal and state agencies, uh, all of those federal programs that help with benefits, um, and organizations that provide time um, services in time of disasters. Uh, so they have, um, if and when those things happen, uh, we would get them on board as quickly as possible. And it really could be done in a couple of minutes. Uh, that's how amazing and easy to use this system is. Um, the partner agreement is essentially 
um, us, Ethan, we call ourselves Ethan, the East Texas Human Needs Network, that we agreed to contract with Simon Solutions, the technology, that we maintain the directory ourselves and that we provide training to our partners. Uh, our partners, uh, in turn, have to agree to appoint a directory liaison. And that means that our organization is working with a single individual in that organization that that person is going to go through training, that they enter all of their organizational data, and that they maintain that data, um, that it's timely, that it's current. The way in which we did it, uh, when you're doing this for the very first time, um, we, we decided that we would uh, gather all of the partners, gather all of the memorandums of understanding, gather all of the liaisons, and do all of the training. And then in a single day, in a single day, we launched the directory. Uh, we were able to bring in all of those liaisons, all of those partners. And in a single location, we went to a university that had a really big computer lab. We set up two sessions, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. And the liaisons came on that day and entered all of their program information, all of their services information. So in a single day, the entire directory was um, was filled and uh, we were able to release it after doing a little quality check in just a month. And so once it was out, it had everything that it needed to have. Now, since then, we've, we have more and more partners coming on as they, as they learn about it. But the bulk of the directory was populated in a single day and released uh, in a very short period of time. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the tool is very easy to use. Um, this slide just shows how the organization would enter their agency information. As you can see, it is super, super simple. Agency information, you actually put in an email address and a website and the phone number that those who, who use the tool uh, will have access to. In our case, we are covering uh, two counties, Cherokee County and Smith County. Um, we met recently with uh, with another group and we'll be embarking on adding another uh, county um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Actually, it's, it's, uh, it's that easy to do, truly. Uh, they enter their hours of, of operation. Uh, they save those changes and then they add their service. Uh, we arrived at what areas or what sections of services we needed to cover um, by the members that we had in the network. Um, and what we ask each of them to do is as they add their service and they select, they select which section it needs to go under, that when they describe the service in here, that they use the, the words that their clients would use, that they use the language that their clients would use and not the social service information and referral lingo. Um, that they use words, the keywords for that particular service that people would know and use so that they could easily find the information. Because the search tool actually uh, pulls words from the service description uh, and the name of the organization. So they enter all of that information and then once we have it all populated, this is what it looks like for individuals to get started. Now, the website looks much bigger. I'm giving you one little chunk at a time, one little piece at a time. But when you first go into 903help.org, and I hope that all of you uh, take a moment to do that after this, after this webinar, uh, it will ask you to select which county. Which county do you want uh, to find information for? 
Um, and then there are three ways to search for help. One is the search box. You can type in a keyword in here and then click search. And when you do that, it will draw from all of those um, um, service descriptions and names of organizations um, so that people can find uh, what they need. So you start with a search box or you can go to any one of these sections and click on the section. I'll leave the slide up for just a moment so that you can see the array of services that are populated and available in this directory. And, and I want to actually point out one thing that we changed. Before we launched the directory, during that period of time when we had it populated and before we released it to the community, um, we did uh, several uh, focus groups uh, within nonprofit organizations and with their clients and asked them to use the tool to do searches to see if it, if it was um, a useful tool for them. And where we have employment assistance right now, we had the word employment. And what most people thought that was, was a way for them to find a job. And as much as I wish that we could populate this directory with employment opportunities, it was not what we intended. So based on the feedback that we received from the users, we changed it to employment assistance, which is those organizations that help people develop skills um, to find employment. So those are the sections. That's the second way in which you can search. And these are the search results for for this community. I think that the search that I did in order to arrive at this was the word water. I used the word water in the search line and um, it showed me that this organization called PATH happens to be the one that I was the director of for so many years. Uh, it shows us the Google map where they're located, the name of the organization, the program name is utility assistance and then a description of the program. PATH helps with metered utilities that are past due. We're able to assist once every 12 months with a past due bill. You must be a user on the account and bring your most current bill with you to PATH. And this is a walk-in service. And then the keywords, gas, water, electric, and bill, because people could use any one of those words to do the search. You can then see their hours of operation, their address, uh, phone number, an email address, and you can also click to get to their website. Now, the PATH organization has a multitude of programs and services, so they can be found in the directory lots of different ways, and each time you find them, depending on what your search was, this would change, the service would change. So every service that they have, every descriptor that they have is, uh, is in the system separately based on what you're searching for. And then the third way to find help, we believe this is unique. Many of you probably have studied the work that was done at the University of Michigan many years ago to help determine people's stability or self-sufficiency. And it was an assessment that was broken up into different sections that had statements of five levels, level one through five, uh, a statement that people would relate to. And a level one would be crisis, someone living in crisis. Um, and then level five, somebody stable. So the, the levels increase um, based on their need. Um, so we utilize this tool working with our partners and said, if you are able to provide services for these crisis needs, level one and level two, 
we want you to fill out a separate form so that people can use the help form. Again, it's anonymous. They can fill out this form, level one for housing, then employment. They may skip it if they don't want to fill it out. But there's also about parenting, about food, about education, about employment. There's a multitude of, of sections, actually there's 11 sections. Uh, and then once people submit the form, you click on those little things and then you submit the form. These are the results. The results from the form will tell you who uh, in that community, based on your need, what you said was your need, who in this community can help you. Here are the organizations and this is the phone number. You can print those results or you can email them to yourself or to someone else. Um, this is a valuable tool, not just for those individuals who are searching for help, but also for the social services providers who can do these assessments with their clients, uh, do referrals, let them know who could help them in the community, and then repeat that assessment every few months uh, to see how they are progressing, how they're moving, how they're moving forward. Um, so then, so now you have a directory and now you have the partners and now it's populated and now it's been tested and you think it's awesome, but what good is it going to do if no one knows about it? <laughs> so it's really crucial if you're going to put together a directory such as this, that you have a strong community awareness campaign. So our community awareness campaign included billboards. In a moment, I'll tell you how we funded it. You can see right here, there's the hint. <laughs> it was sponsored by United Healthcare. Uh, so you have billboards, um, any form of publicity. You, you send out press releases. You put it in the newspaper. Uh, you have radio and television announcements. Um, we actually produced a little uh, button that people could embed on their website so that our partners would have that button on their website. If someone goes to visit their website for services and they can't find what they need, they can still click on this button and get to 903help.org um, and do their search on that website. We gave them these little decals to put on their front doors and windows and so forth so that people would know. Um, and then we developed these, these posters. Um, everything is in English and in Spanish. Um, and in a moment, or I may have to backtrack to show you, we actually were able to, we, meaning Simon Solutions, was able to add uh, a Google Translate um, button to the website so that anyone searching on the website can translate the contents to up to 11 different languages. And once they've clicked on that button, every page as they do their search will translate into that language. It's just, it's an amazing, it's an amazing tool. So then let everybody know, let your clients know and your staff and your volunteers and your board of directors and everyone you know, you should you should let them know. Once we started using it, I remember meeting uh, one of our one of our council meetings, a representative from Catholic Charities said, you know, right now we're offering services on immigration, but we get a tremendous number of calls for lots of other things that we that we don't do. So what we've started doing is when we get a phone call, we ask, do you have access to the Internet? And if they say yes, then we ask them to go ahead and open it up to 903 Help. And we walk with them through the steps to find uh, the resources that we need. So we're teaching people how to use it um, that don't come into our office and, and who need the help. So every opportunity anyone has uh, to, to use it or to teach someone else how to use it and simply to share the information uh, is the reason why it continues to grow. 
um, that we have more and more users um, and, uh, and that we get calls from all over the state and other locations now about this, that we're, we're turning over those calls um, to Simon Solutions so that we can develop these directories for other communities. Um, so this is an interesting slide and it's kind of a one that most people would say, well, why would you put that in there? I, I truly believe that if, if you are the organization that has taken on this challenge, this responsibility for your community, that it is such an affordable, it is such an affordable directory that you could go, as we did, to a single donor and, and explain this to them and say, we would like for you to be the, the one donor, the sole donor, the sole supporter of this organization. And so we were able to do that. We went to United Healthcare. United Healthcare believed in, in the need for this and how it would benefit everyone in the community. And so they, they gave us a small grant with which we were able to um, to pay for all of the expenses. So there is no cost to the public and there is no cost whatsoever to the partners. It's really just a commitment from the partners to ensure that they go through training, that they enter information and that they keep that information current at all times. So that is, that is it. I absolutely love that we were able to develop 903health.org. We could not have done it, obviously, without Simon Solutions to, uh, to offer and to work with us with this technology. Um, but it's also important if you're going to do this that, um, that you as the provider take on the responsibility to have uh, all of the partners involved. Um, and I, I think that that's really all that I have, uh, Ruth. We probably could take some uh, questions now. Sure. Thank you. Thank you very much, you guys. That was really great and a fabulous resource. So uh, Phyllis says that she has to get off and she would like a copy of the slides and your email address. So I'm assuming that you're open to that. You, your contact is here. And we will also be sending the recording to each of you that um, are on this on this webinar. If you have a question, now is the time to put it in the chat. And we are going to start with um, uh, Kate, who says that we have a, a database. And um, my question is, how did you work or around the reference website numbers that already exist but weren't working well? How did you get every on on everybody on board for doing something new? Um, I actually think that it was fairly easy. We had already developed this network, the East Texas Human Needs Network, and the majority of social services providers were our partners. Uh, and it was they who said, the system that is out, out there is not working. It's not working for us. It's not working for our clients. Can we do something different? Um, and then in the community, as we began to develop this or after we launched it and people started hearing about our directory, they said, well, isn't that duplicating efforts? Isn't there another directory, which I will not name? And and I at the time, I obviously, I would talk to them about it. But um, we said, yes, there is another one. Let's go ahead and do a search. Tell me what you need. And so we would go into that directory and search for it. And then we would come into our directory and search for it. And, and literally in two or three clicks in, in our directory, you could find the information. 
from that point forward, it was easy to sell if there if there was really a need to sell. Um, it was very easy to connect with all of our partners, simply show them the tool, and uh, they they jumped on board. I don't know that there's any organization that we've approached um, that has said no, we don't want to be a part of this. It was easy. Okay. All right, and and then each organization uh, has been very faithful about going in and keeping things current, I suppose. Right, I, I do send out reminders. I, I send out reminders regularly. Um, what I have found that uh, that is one of the things that we need to work uh, with uh, carefully is that sometimes the person who was the liaison for that organization is no longer with the organization. So when I send out one of those reminders and one of them bounces back, I have to go back to their CEO or their executive director and ask for uh, for a new liaison for the organization to maintain the data. Okay. okay. What kind of usage rates are you seeing with individuals living in poverty? In the in the last year, I recently pulled a report for our board of directors. We had close to 5,000 users, close to 5,000 users uh, from our community. Well, not just from our community, but but mainly from East Texas. Um, so when I do the, the Google Analytics, I can see um, where they're uh, searching from, I guess their location, and most of them are, are in Texas and East Texas. I, I don't know, there's, there's no way to know um, the demographics of the persons who are doing the searches. Uh, what we can see is how many of them are repeat users, and the repeat users um, most often are probably the social services providers, um, but there are definitely unique, um, unduplicated count of close to 5,000 users in the last 12 months. Okay. That's great. That is great. Now, and also, what, what are you hearing from other agencies that are participating about how they are able to serve um members of the community more effectively? Well, I think just exactly what you just said. Every once in a while in, in our council meetings, our different monthly council meetings, we'll have someone say, hey, I need to share something. Uh, if it wasn't for my relationships with these organizations and if it wasn't for 903 Help, I would not have been able to do this for this person. And so they'll tell us a story. They'll tell us a story of a person who was experiencing homelessness, who was uh, losing their sight, uh, legally blind at the time, how the person came in for employment, and how as a result of relationships built and the knowledge and the data and the directory, they were able to help them with, with health, with housing, with training, with employment, um, and, that, and, they, and they truly believe, the person who was sharing that story said, if this had happened a year ago, I wouldn't have known how to help them. Okay, okay. That's fabulous. Yeah. All right, here's your last time to ask any more questions. Mike, do you have anything you'd like to add? Uh, we're just very thankful for uh, how people will take our tools and innovate them in their communities. And uh, we're excited about the future. And again, you know, something... Uh, like a, a shared case management system and a community resource directory. I don't think either one of us really knew just how valuable these tools are in communities. And we're just hoping that people would just simply get the word out about it. 
Uh, a lot of people don't even know these tools like this even exist. And uh, we would just hope more people will tell others about it. Yeah. Yeah. Spread the word. We have a great network here. So, all right. So if there are no more questions, then we will um, end this call and we will be in touch with you to um, share the recording. So thank you. Our, uh, remember, we have our webinars the first and the third. Lots of times in our annual conference, which is in September this year in Indianapolis, we have presentations like this. And Christina presented last year. And hopefully we'll consider looking at that again for this year. So um, check out that conference. The presentations are ways to get ideas of next steps for your own community and how you will create more stability and sustainability. So have a good day and we'll see you at the next webinar. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye.